listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, substituting for the still sick Sir Richard Wentworth, this is Phil Svitek. And I'm announcing tonight's very special Spartacus Vengeance, hosted by Spicy Mari and Sean Overman. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus Vengeance! Woo! I love it, I love it Welcome to Spartacus After Show Vengeance We have been so excited all year long Waiting for this season to begin Um, We've had the pleasure And um, Sean Overman Who is co-hosting with me um, As Phyllis said With Spicy Mati in the building Sean gave me the inside tip That Spartacus, we could watch it last night On Stars. That's right. We could watch it early, and that's it's actually been on since January 19th on their website. And see, I had no idea about that. I was literally waiting until Friday night in order to watch the show, and then you tell me I could watch it this entire time, and I went crazy. <laughs> well, I actually, I I just found out on Monday, which which is still kind of early compared to <laughs> last night. But uh, yeah, so I just I just found out. I I was looking at their Twitter, and uh, they said it was it's been available. So I was like, why not? And there we go. So I'm so happy that you gave us that information because I definitely watched it. We got to do our AfterBuzz show a little bit earlier because I thought we were going to have to do it at like midnight tonight. We <laughs> waiting for the up. Waiting for the show. Yeah. But the great news about Spartacus is that it's back. We were kind of concerned last season and the prior season um, when we first found out that um, Andy Whitfield had gotten sick with um, a form of leukemia. And that was really, really, really sad to us. I mean, my little heart was broken because I fell mm-hmm. in love with his character. And then this season, he's been replaced with Leah McIntyre. Yeah, that's right. He got, um, I think it was non-Hodgkin's or Hodgkin's lymphoma. Not sure exactly. Is what, that what it was? Okay. Yeah, it was the same. What's really crazy is it's a, it was the same disease that um, that Dexter, uh, the actor from Dexter, Michael C. Whoa, Hall, got. Yeah. Are you serious? So it's it's pretty crazy how you know he was able to recover from it, and and uh, Andy Whitfield, he was recovering too but then out of nowhere he just got went to remission okay so i was back. far off from the disease that i thought that it was <laughs> the oh. cancer leukemia is different right <laughs> than not hodgkins okay so um but that's crazy that they both would have the same exact disease and be the stars of big time tv shows films. Right i mean tv shows yeah. yeah okay so that is i mean so how did you feel about his character overall compared to previous well um i'm glad the way they started off in the show, obviously, you know, the show is called Spartacus. And, uh, you know, they start off with him running slow-mo. Coming towards the camera, you see, you don't see his face right away. You see that guy's is, is bulging pecs, his muscles, <laughs> always running with uh, with the mercenaries chasing him. And uh, then you, he turns around and zooms in right on his face. I think he gave a pretty intense look. He's still got that underdog kind of feel. But at the same time... I'm not quite sure that he's he's getting, you know, he's making me feel like he is Spartacus yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I know when Andy first did the role um, in Blood and Sand, the first time that we ever saw Spartacus, the first couple episodes of that, I kind of wasn't crazy about. It wasn't until the third episode that I really fell in love with the show. And when I talk to other people about Spartacus, they say the same exact thing, that they weren't quite sure until they just stayed tuned and kept watching that they really started to have an affection for the show. And so I'm hoping that this season's going to do the same thing for me because, you know, you won me over and then here, you know, we have to do, I guess you would say, develop a relationship with a new Spartacus. And Mm -hmm. first episode, although he looks very similar to Andy, Liam, I don't know if he's quite captured um, Andy's essence yet. Yeah, I, I understood what you were saying with the underdog thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I know what you're saying about he hasn't quite captured the essence yet. Uh, yeah, he. I felt the same way actually about Blood and Sand. I watched the first mm. episode, and I didn't. I, I would see billboards around at the time. What was it 2009, right. 2010 that it came out? Yeah. I saw billboards around like the freeways and stuff. And when I actually watched the show on Netflix, you know, it just happened to be on there. I was like, oh, okay, let's check it out. You know, it's been everywhere, so it's kind of been ingrained in my mind. Checked it out. 
hated the first episode. Yeah. I thought it was awful. I actually didn't. I didn't like all the gore, and I, I didn't like the nudity at the time. See, that's the parts that I loved. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I didn't like all the colors and the cartoon feel of it. Mm-hmm. I you felt know. I felt like it was very like Sin City ish. Yeah, and that's the part I didn't like. But the blood and all that. Tits oh, I loved it. Unbelievable. Oh man, I love titties. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, that's the spicy, spicy shot right there. <laughs> or the uh, you know I felt like it was a wannabe three hundred. You know, and everybody mm. loved the movie 300. Yeah, that was great. You know, yeah, great cinematography, uh, the way they did the green screen and, and manipulated so it, it did look like a comic book or as close to it as possible. See, I didn't like how they were trying to replicate it with Spartacus Blood and Sand, but then as I got used to it, it actually became normal for me and I enjoyed the show. Right, they brought the, you in. Yeah, they brought you in, you know, from the second episode on in Blood and Sand, I enjoyed it. And I feel like we're probably going to be doing the same thing now, you know, and if anything, their special effects are probably getting better now. They're getting more fluid, seem to be getting a better budget, and uh, they have this this technique called a phantom camera, which is actually a Ooh. really high frame rate camera. So they have the camera go really fast through all the action scenes that they do, because the scenes are like, dude, the moves they do, they happen in like wow. three seconds yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. So this phantom camera probably has, like, I don't know, it's, pro- it's definitely like 50 or above, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe even more, maybe it's like 100 frames per second. <laughs> and they just go through that the action sequence and they capture everything in like super slow-mo. So it's, it's pretty I mean, amazing. it's pretty badass. Like everything on the show, I've absolutely fallen in love with it. I mean, it, it captures everything from drama to action to romance. I mean, to any like horror, anything that you could possibly want out of a show or even a film, you can watch Spartacus and get that. I don't quite know if they provided all of that the first episode episode i feel like um for this first episode they should have done a little bit more recapping knowing that we didn't get to see this for an entire season this storyline because they took us um what pre they took us backwards yeah they took us well i guess you would say it wouldn't be like the sequel it's like the prequel they kind of did a prequel Mm -hmm. for um blood and sand and did gods of the arena exactly and so um I thought that that second season was even fabulous as well with not having Andy in it. And then this third one, I feel like they should have done a little bit more recapping for us because I literally had to go back and watch last season, the last episode of uh, Blood and Sand in order to catch up and follow what was going on. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the episode Kill Them All. Yeah. Yeah, Kill Them All. Ugh. You can't compete with that. <laughs> but um, I'm so I'm a huge Andy fan, and I, I'm so sorry that we lost him. He passed away at the age of 39, which was very unfortunate. And he originally was going to be coming back for the third season. And they had already decided and spoke with him that they, just in case, because they thought that he was going to be going through recovery, were going to be start looking for someone to replace him. And he agreed to it, but um, they had no idea that he was going to pass either. Mm-hmm. They thought that he was going to be able to regain his health. And from what I read, he was actually uh, still around when they had uh, Liam McIntyre audition and he gave his seal of approval pretty much so that makes me feel so much better yeah. like yes okay so, so hopefully andy saw something, saw something that some potential in liam and hopefully you know everything's going to work out within this next season and you know as as far as the whole um the whole series of spartacus goes now it's pretty intense in order to have to replace these shoes i mean he has really big shoes to fill and he was saying that the training was intense as well because he had to drop 40 pounds for a previous film that role that he accepted and so in order to do spartacus he had to not only gain that weight back do protein shakes he had a personal trainer they flew him to new zealand before he even got the role to start training for this position and i mean he beefed up you said you saw his pecs (laughs) of course that's what i noticed as well i i didn't think he was as buff as Andy was, he's but he's definitely not. But he still has, you know, he he can get there. You know, he he can still keep working out, doing his gladiator boot camps on set. Right, that's exactly what he was doing. And yeah. I mean, he 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 looks like he knows how to fight. He's doing a pretty good job. They had actually like military combat training that came and. Um, actual professionals that came and like taught him like swordsmanship and everything so i'm proud of him for being able to take this on because that's really hard shoes to fill and i'm just hoping that i'm going to fall in love with him the way that i did andy right yeah definitely so uh did you want to move on to talk yeah, let's about, talk about uh, lucretia uh, we, we, okay so let's talk about lucretia and elithia now okay so let's start off with lucretia Ooh, okay so in blood and sand we saw that these two people hated each other and so um, you said Lucretia is who you want to start talking about first? Yeah. So let's, okay. How shocked were you that she was still alive? Um, 
I kind of been like sneaking tidbits into like what's going to go on. Are they going to bring her back reading articles? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, spoiler alert before yeah. you say things like that. Uh-oh. <laughs> spoiler alert. So um, I kind of expected, but I wasn't really sure. You know, they, they were kind of giving us little bits and pieces of maybe we'll see her, maybe we weren't. And mm-hmm. then when I saw her, I was like, yes, because I honestly love her role. I mean, I hate her, but I love her as well. We it's like love, a, it's, we it's love, like love to hate. hate her. Right, we love to hate <laughs> her. But um, Lucy Lawless is an amazing actress. I loved her in Xena, Warrior Princess. That was one of my favorite childhood shows. So I've been following her character on this show the entire time. And I feel like no one can capture her essence and be this, like, psychopathic, like, love, you know. I mean, she's just, like, she's just crazy. She's just a crazy role. She is. She's uh She's a, a sly woman. She's very sly. Right. She's power hungry. She's. I could compare her to to almost like uh, Lady Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, that's a good so comparison. A bit, you know, kind of behind her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, Batiatis, and she. You know, in Gods of the Arena, she schemed to kill the she father did. or take him out of the picture, she and we didn't planted even planted little like nuggets in his ear, yeah. like without him even knowing that he's making these decisions mm-hmm. off of her, and slowly uh, poisoned the father too you know and we didn't know that until the very end of the season so a lot of crazy stuff happens uh with her around and i'm glad that she's back i actually thought she was going to come back as a ghost or something oh really i did see some previews from uh from this season and i was like oh whoa she's there is she like haunting the villa are they going back to well the that's villa? what lithia thought when she first saw her yes exactly but i can understand the fear that we saw on her face when she first saw lucretia because this is the same woman who she thought was dead that has something over her her head mm-hmm. because that's why at the end of um kill them all episode from uh blood and sand she locked she told the guards to lock all of them inside mm-hmm. <laughs> of the house so that Ex- none of them could escape yeah expecting to kill everybody right who, who knew about what happened and so that's why she thought that it was a ghost because when she saw her she's like oh crap this lady is still alive when she, and she's a threat to her livelihood as well mm-hmm. but yeah. conveniently she's got some she's amnesia. crazy now crazy. do you really think that she's crazy I don't know. You know, that now that you uh, pose that question, I think that maybe she's she's feigning it. She's uh, she's faking that she's crazy. Mm-hmm. But th- then again, she can't it, be held accountable. It could be like post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, brought on by all of her friends and uh, her husband being slaughtered in front of her, being stabbed by Crixus. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's a miracle that she is alive. I mean, unfortunately, she lost the baby and I should never be happy that somebody lost the baby. But. Her slicing <laughs> and being diced by Crixus was well-deserved. I'm sorry. She's an evil being, mm-hmm. and he did not want her to have his baby. Mm-hmm. He's not in love with her. She's evil and deceitful. And when he did that, I was just, ugh, I and, felt bad for her. How and, did she live through that? And she sent him away from his love, too. Right. You know, she separated Navia and him. So anyway, for those of you who didn't watch Navia, she was a slave girl to to Lucretia, and she was like the number one like right hand kind of slave who always took care of Lucretia, and she's gone somewhere now in some camp, and uh, and we have she's been Crixus. sold from Dominus to Dominus. Yes, transferred from Dominus to Dominus, and Crixus is trying to get her back. And so that that is the I guess plight for this episode that we see um, for the first of the season is that that's all that Crixus cares about is getting his woman back. And I feel you know so sad for him because now not only is he escaping and living like in the shadows trying to keep his freedom, but now he wants to find his love as well. And we didn't see her, but from what you say. It's going to be a different woman playing her role. Yes, it is. And we're actually kind of jumping ahead a little bit there into Oops. new characters. Did oh, we talk sorry. about Olivia? <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's yeah, just so juicy. Oh, I know. It's, and it was fluid, you know. But let's, let's go let's Okay, we're going to tease that. We're going to tease that. Yeah, we'll get Sean back to, to that tease it. In, a, in a couple minutes. We'll get back to that. So what about Alithia? So we talked a little bit about her about her and her relationship with Lucretia. But so so she is the, the legatus or now praetor. Uh, Globber's wife. Right. Okay. And uh, she's pregnant now this season. Right. Which is pretty insane. And I'm wondering why they made her character pregnant. Maybe so that we'll have more sympathy for her. But she's still as evil as she can be. She still is. And uh, also maybe it's kind of mirroring what's happening what happened before with Lucretia. You know, she got pregnant. Maybe there's going to be some kind of uh, tragedy befall her. Is this the After Buzz prediction? Now you're jumping. Yeah, now I'm like, jumping. <laughs> just, I have a lot Sean more has predictions. has the best predictions. <laughs> I got, thank you. I got a lot more. And so when we talk about the predictions later on, we're going to go ahead and move into that stuff. Do you remember the name of the character that uh, Lithia killed 
and that that's why Lucretia has something yeah. over her head. Yeah, it, it was Lycinia. Lycinia, okay. I that was like the, the cousin of Marcus Crassus, right. some really influential guy in the Senate or, or, or somewhere in Rome. And and Lycinia is, she got a brain bashed in, was it? Right. Because, because <laughs> Elithia was so, yeah, she was so high or something. She got pissed off at her and she just bashed her brains in on the, and then they, they covered it up. Like whole house of Batia just covered it up. And, uh, and that was uh, Lucretia's plan all along to have something crazy like that happen so that Elithia would be like in her debt. And now she's alive and she may be able to bring that back up. So, I mean, I don't want to do an after press prediction, but I feel like they're going to go forward with that. And Lucretia is going to have to watch her back because Lithia is going to try to do something to get rid of her. Because the first thing that she said when she first saw her um, to her husband was, we can't allow her to live. Like, kill her, kill her. Right. <laughs> she wanted her dead. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're going to slowly but surely see Lucretia get her memory back and recover. Mm-hmm. And you, you already saw that she kind of was. Um, so, yeah, Alithia, she's she's still just as bad. And I, she's actually kind of like Lucretia in a way, like you love to hate her. And and I'm so glad that this first episode of the season, we got to see her naked because oh, God. I enjoyed <laughs> I, in the first her episode, hot. she's got a great body. She's she's youthful. She's smoking. She's, and she, you know what's funny is she actually, I don't think she's from uh, New Zealand or Australia or wherever they pick a lot of these actors up. A I lot of them she, are Aussies. Yeah, a lot of them are. <laughs> and uh, she actually, I heard her in some of the behind the scenes stuff and she actually has an American accent oh really so, yeah it's pretty interesting so um she there's only a couple there's only there's only a few that have american accents which would indicate they're not aussies or or what do you call oh, kiwis those are <laughs> the, new zealand, okay. the new zealand people yeah so um she oh man she's got a great body like, well, i have I to say like one everybody more time. does on the show even the slaves of everybody even the slaves of the dummy like all of them have like amazing figures yeah that's like a requirement in order to audition for spartacus yeah only only a couple are the the slobs that end up getting killed they're expendable <laughs> Every right. episode. <laughs> well, the one thing that I love about Spartacus is that every single character I feel like is expendable. Like the moment that you develop a relationship with one of the characters, we're going to see the relationships unfold and um, eventually they're going to be killed off of the show. It's unfortunate, but as soon as you get attached to someone, they could be gone the next episode. And that's something that I've loved about this entire season is <clears throat> they're not afraid to get rid of anybody. Yeah, that's that's true. And uh, that actually kind of brings me back to some... Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about new characters, or should we do old characters first? We can do old characters do and the then talk about characters. the new characters that we see. Okay, so the old characters... Because you were bringing that to my attention when we spoke, is that like you the, these newcomers were coming, yes. and I thought that was... I mean, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so we got some new interesting characters, but let's talk about the old characters first. Um, we got... Uh, Obviously, Varro, who was uh, Spartacus's friend, best pal, right hand guy, he's he's been dead because you know at Spartacus. Spartacus hand. killed him. Yeah, and and uh, and then we have someone who's replacing him, who was in the first season, uh, Agro or Argron, Agro, something like that. Agro, I think, and he was actually, uh, I believe, he was German. So anyway, his. Do you remember him? He's. I'm trying to remember which character. I mean, I remember. Var, I remember his best friend, mm-hmm. but I don't remember Agro. Agro's. He wasn't too close with Spartacus in the first season, but now he seems to be taking Varro's place as the right hand guy. He was oh, always you're saying there. taking Varro's place. Okay, yes. I thought you were trying to say yes. replacing Varro's character. Okay, he's taking no, Varro's place. Yeah, he's taking Varro's place. And but he wasn't in the previous season. Of, he wasn't in okay. Gods of the Arena. He was in. Uh, he was in the Blood, Blood and Sand season. But so. he, but that actor has been replaced no no this is the same one yeah he's sticking around he looks different he does look different because i went back oh okay because i went back to try to understand who his character was because i didn't recognize the relationship Mm -hmm. and he kept referring to his brother they killed my brother and so then i was like okay this has to be the one that had the the brother that looked just like him yeah he looked exactly like him yeah it looked i was gonna assume that they were twins but they always just say brother they never say yeah they're not twins yeah but they looked very similar so obviously he looks very different this season though they cut his hair off. Okay. That's before he had some kind of like centered ponytail thing or like centered cornrow, and then now it's like all gone almost. So, but he's still there. He looks bigger. He looks beefier this season, mm. and he's pretty much always like complaining. That. Yeah, there you go. But I don't know <laughs> this. This guy's not as buff and cut as like Crixus and Spartacus, you know, are. But, right. Um, but anyway, so he's there replacing um, Varro as the the best friend, like kind of right hand guy of Spartacus. And then who else have we got? Oh, we have Varro's wife, wife, Aurelia. 
I feel so bad for Aurelia mm-hmm. because we see her going through a lot of pain. She's still angered and upset that Spartacus killed Varro and she took out her vengeance, um, mm-hmm. offered a word as vengeance, um, previously mm-hmm. on Blood and Sand when she killed the, the young boy who ordered her husband dead by Spartacus's ah, hand. I forgot about that. The she, magistrate's yeah, son. Yeah, she was stabbing him and stabbing him and stabbing him in his neck. <laughs> and Spartacus had to come and grab her because she was just unleashing her wrath. And so she did get to, um, you know, kill off the person who killed her husband she but got she's some still vengeance. yeah she got a little bit of vengeance that episode but this you still see her angry by Spartacus she still hasn't gotten over it but he's still taking care of her kind of emotionally coddling her because he knows what he did mm-hmm. and so she still wants a relationship with her her son and so Spartacus sends her off but then she winds up getting captured so spoiler alert Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, anybody, turn turn down your set a little bit I right know. now. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I just feel bad for her. She I feel... ends up, what happens to her? Okay, I'm sorry. Hopefully you guys watch this after you watch the episode. But um, she winds up um, dying because she's get, she's gotten beaten after she gets captured. And so now Spartacus has her blood on his hands as well. Mm-hmm. And she her last dying words were, were not kind ones. No. She, she mutters that she doesn't want Spartacus to come anywhere near her son Janus because he will probably cause him misfortune too. Right. She doesn't want anyone else to die at his hand yeah so any other old characters who are sticking around still um obviously we still got glaber oh asher oh uh, asher that's right we got asher and he is he hasn't made his appearance yet this season asher i you know what (laughs) i went on a roller coaster for him because in the very beginning the first two episodes um of blood and sand he actually offered bread to spartacus you know he was like hey i want to help you out you know but you know for the odds in your favor right, and all that stuff but his own person like like intention his own you know deceitful intentions it wasn't point. for a real friend yeah yeah but at the same time you know he still wasn't too bad but then you know as the season progressed in season one we saw that he was just a bad guy and he was always <sighs> sly yeah awful and then in gods of the arena we really saw where he came from how he sold his countryman out and and got made his guy like suck somebody's you know what oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so we got asher and then well omnibus oh onimaeus onimaeus am i saying okay onimaeus aka doctor i always call him yeah (laughs) doctor yeah because oh no it's doctor 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 it's kind of like it's it's so hard to pronounce all these words yeah they got they have everybody's got latin names so Um, or they they make them sound latin but then then, like his real name is peter (laughs) Peter yeah and so it's like okay it's harder to say your your character's name than your real name Mm -hmm. but um the doctor this now he was supposed to have killed asher but if you would have seen in Blood and Sand, Asher winds up getting away because he stabs him when the Doctoria is going to show him grace and kill him as if he would a gladiator. He winds up stabbing him when he least expects it and gets away. Mm-hmm. And then he hides under a pile of bodies like a total punk coward. <laughs> total coward, man. He, he does not deserve to even be close to being a gladiator. Not a real gladiator. I hate his guts. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how he's going to come back and why he even feels ballsy enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's another that's another returning character. Was there uh, anybody else that you wanted to? Yes, well, my favorite character from season two, Gannicus. Oh, Gannicus! I'm sure you like Gannicus. He's a pretty boy. Oh, I love Gannicus. Um, very handsome man. Um, had a unfortunately um, he had to have a relationship. Oh wait. I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong person. No, Wait, which one are. is Ganicus? Ganicus, he was the champion of God. Oh, okay, Ganicus. I'm sorry. I was going to start talking arena. about how beautiful Crixus was. Um, <laughs> Ganicus. <laughs> um, now, I'm surprised at how much I like Ganicus mm-hmm. because he was in Gods of the Arena, and I didn't realize that they were going to. I didn't think that they were really going to be able to gain my approval because I'm a huge, huge critic when it comes to replacing characters and changing storylines. But the writers did an amazing job with his character and bringing him in and writing the storyline pre-Spartacus days. And so he's making a comeback from what they say on um, on Vengeance. So what do you think they're going to do with this storyline? How are they going to even bring him back? I, I don't know. It's Because it's he was freed. It's pretty weird. Uh, we'll talk about that more in predictions. But yeah, he was freed. He, he earned his freedom, I guess, because he was such a good champion and he fought well in the arena. He was able to leave 
because of his uh, his activity and how well he did, and he just gave up the title to Crixus. Right. So him being a free man, who was he doing? Roaming the countryside like like a samurai making without love. a master, <laughs> ma- making love to beautiful women. Right. What all, everybody on the show does all over Rome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's going to be. You know how he's going to be coming back. But I think I, he's going to join the army. Sorry. Pre pre prediction. I, I think. <laughs> you know. We'll 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 see. Um. Yeah, anything? Oh, okay. New characters. So let's talk about some new characters. Who we see on the show. Okay, so a new one that I saw. We already spoke about Andy we, um, being replaced by yes. um, <laughs> Liam McIntyre. Liam. <laughs> yes, new Spartacus. New Spartacus. So that, that's a big one That's right a there. huge character replacement, but um, who else do we got? Okay, so we got this guy, um, one of the Roman nobles, Sepius. Sepius and his sister, Sepia. Yes, that's right, Sepia. They kind so. of, Sepia, they kind of come as a package, I feel like. Yeah, they, you know what, just, just by their names, it's like, oh, obviously they're related. Right. You know, and then they, they had this little conversation in the beginning obviously sepia's got a big mouth and she likes to blab everything her brother does to the other roman nobles and uh then they have this little this little stare with each other and they get really close when they're conversing yeah, what was that going on it looked kind of incestuous i felt like that i felt kind of like that too like it was kind of like you know the boardwalk empire thing going on for those of you who watch boardwalk <laughs> um where it's kind of like later on they're going to reveal that there's um some family love going on um but i kind of felt like there was something in between their two characters that maybe be revealed later yeah Exactly. And what, what was it she said? I'm not sure exactly, but it was something to the effect of, oh, if you're gone, brother, then who's going to be you know, taking care of me? Right. <laughs> and that, that sounded a little, hmm, kind of fishy right there. Yeah. So We'll see, we'll see more from their characters. I, I kind of have a feeling that they're going to be more on the evil side in order to kind of replace um, the, like, Badiatis and um, Lucretia kind of roles that now they're in the positions of power. So they're going to start kind of playing with people as if they're their toys. Mm-hmm. And we got some other new characters who seem expendable. Uh, they introduced Elithia's father. Not even sure what his name is, but he's a Roman senator. <laughs> yeah. And then we got another senator who actually favors Elithia, and he spoke about it right in front of uh, Praetor Glauber. And he was like, oh, it's too bad that Elithia's not here. I would have wanted to gaze upon her. Oh, I remember so that. We I got, remember that. We got two people right there. It's two senators putting down Glauber, and that's the first time we've seen that Glauber's been talked down to because in Blood and Sand, right. he's always been the guy on top, always been in charge. It's almost like he was the governor or magistrate of Capua. Well, he's felt he's fell from a position of power because now all these gladiators are running loose. And so they're kind of putting the blame on him. And then now you have the gladiators coming after him as well because they're blaming him mm-hmm. for all of them, you know, being sold into slavery. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Spartacus blames him for uh, being separated from his wife and then having his wife killed and pretty much his life being ruined (laughs) which it really was him to blame yeah it was his fault i hate him too Mm -hmm. i hate his guts (laughs) so um so we got those senators anybody else that you can think of new Um, characters okay we have got any asher i feel like we have oh oh you had mentioned um the uh (laughs) is that our time no, that was what you guys were thinking, so. Okay, sorry. You had mentioned um, Crix's girl. Oh, yeah, Navia. Navia. So she's an, actually, let's, yeah, let's backtrack to her. We've kind of forgot You're about her. You're good at memorizing every single uh, um, Roman name. All the names, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I love the show, you know, and I did a little bit of studying beforehand to refresh myself. But, yeah, Navia. Kind of sounds like naval a little bit, doesn't it? It does, but it still sounds pretty. Yes, it does. So and her character has been um, brought back. Yes, the actress has been uh, changed, though, to, uh, did you get the name for her? Well, I thought that it was um, changed and, oh, no, no, I thought that, um, that uh, it was the same. But then um, what was her name? She's been changed to... Hold on one second. Now I am thinking because I got... Oh, okay. She's been changed to Cynthia Adai Robinson. Yes. That's who. That's the character that has come back and replaced um, Nivea. But she looks a little different to me. I, I think... I mean, she resembles her somewhat, but I, it's, a, it's a huge noticeable difference. I think they hit Spartacus kind of on the money, and this girl looks a little bit different to me. But I, I want to know what happened, why they didn't bring her back. Well, maybe she... I don't know. Maybe she was doing something else, some kind of project. She was asking for more money. Maybe no. she was asking for more <laughs> money. Or, you know what? Actually, I think well, from what I've seen on the, the profiles online and the pictures of Navia, I think it's a better change. If, really? If they're going to make her a fighter. 
because I, I think in this case, all the rebels, you know, former gladiators now, they, what do we call them now? Fugitives, rebels, you know, we can't really call them gladiators anymore. It's kind of weird. So They're trying you, to form a military, though. Yeah, they're trying to form this this military, you know, to, to take over Rome and free all the other slaves, free people from bondage, all that stuff. That good stuff, you know. So anyway, Navia, I think she's going to maybe be more of a fighter. And I didn't see the other actress as being too much of a fighter. She was more of a lover. You know, she was like this cute little girl. She and was beautiful. She was beautiful. I loved her. Oh my gosh! She was of all the slaves. Obviously, she was she my wasn't favorite that one. Slave. <laughs> she was. She was very beautiful. And they changed her. Let's see how the other actress, you know, pans out. Let's see if she looks. good. Well, you know who else they brought back was Mira, um, and yes. she is also another beautiful slave. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she had been replaced because she looked different to me, but you said that it was the exact same exact, exact same person same as before. Yeah, I recognize that facial structure, that beautiful body, the beautiful black hair. Well, she hair. looks just like you. She looks like she's like Asian and white just like you are. <laughs> well, no, she, she has a she weird name. Like she, she is. She is ambiguous, yeah. She's ethnically ambiguous. I'll give you that. And she, So what's her name is, okay, Mira, and then what's Mira's her name? Mira's is um, Katrina Law. Katrina Law, okay. And she's gorgeous, um, mm-hmm. and it is actually indeed the same character, but she has less freckles. I think you know what did freckles she do? Kind of like uh, come on, don't you have freckles? I have freckles, you do? and you cover them up with like. But they showed us her freckles on on Blood and Sand, they, and now they've taken them away from us. Maybe they put more makeup on her now. I don't know. I was really going back and clicking back and forth trying to compare the two <laughs> uh-huh. because I'm thinking like, did she get like laser on her face? Like, what did she do? Because I have tons of freckles and I cover mine up with makeup, but I would love to know because she looks different to me now. I, it's still the same eyes, but the face is different. Okay, well, I, I still think that still is gorgeous. I, though. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I still recognized her. The freckles, you know, maybe they're not as apparent, but uh, then again, she hasn't really been out in the sunlight, right? They've been in the sewers the whole time, hiding from the Romans. That's true. So okay. maybe with the Great dim lighting. Point, Sean. Yeah, there His freckles go. come out in the sun. Exactly. So without the sun reflecting off of her skin too much, maybe we can't see the freckles. I'm going to give I'm gonna give you that one. That's the way my sisters are. My sisters, they, they have a lot of freckles too, but they cover it up with concealer that you. you can't see. Okay, I'm gonna get, so the freckles will come out when she gets exposed to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but what we see with her character is that she's kind of guiding Spartacus now in like his leadership position. We see her kind of like telling him stuff in his ear about what he should be doing. And then she gets upset with him when he rebels against the rest of the people that he's supposed to be leading going out on his own. And so now she's going to play more of a dominant role, I think, in his decision making. Yeah, she's like the first lady. Yeah, she's, pretty much. <laughs> she's there in his bed. She's his muse. You know, when he has conflicted thoughts, she gives him like reason kind of. And someone else who gives a lot of reason actually is Crixus, which is surprising because he, he seemed like he was kind of a brute at times and he was the champion of the arena and the head gladiator. But but now he's actually telling Spartacus like, hey, take reason, you know? I noticed that. And it, I, I can't believe their relationship and how they're close now. There's not, there's no longer like this hatred there. They actually respect each other's opinion and they have drink together. Exactly. They, yeah, they share a drink. Uh, they do seem to butt heads just a tad, mm-hmm. like where he was like, you're commanding my men now. And he's like, no, you men were just out of line. You know? <laughs> just go ahead and How tell- did he say, you're commanding my men now? Yeah, so, something like that. I'm just paraphrasing. <laughs> you wish, oh, do you wish to command my men? So right. something like that. But, but so that there is some kind of div- if they're his men, there is some kind of division then between the two people, the two groups that are being led within this army that's supposed to be uniting. Yeah, exactly. So I think obviously um, Crixus is a Gaul. OK, not sure what country that's supposed to be from. We should do more research on right. that. We're going to learn all this. Anyway, the Gauls are actually with Crixus. So I think most of them are Gauls. And uh, Agro, who's uh, who's a German, hates Gauls. And he uh, always says that. He said that like two or three times during this episode. He's like, effing Gauls. I e- was wondering what he meant by that. Sean, I'm happy that you're fluent in this <laughs> in the Spartacus dialogue. Yeah, he just he hates Gauls. Germans don't like Gauls for some reason. So anyway, we got... Uh, Agro with him and with Spartacus and then with their men and then the divisions between them and Crixus and the Gauls. Spartacus is what? He is... He's a Thracian. Thracian, okay. I knew, I couldn't remember exactly what it was, um, but Spartacus is a Thracian and the people that he's leading necessarily aren't Thracians though. No, he's he's indiscriminate. He doesn't care who the slaves are, who he sets free. He just wants people to... You know, to come to his aid, follow him, and lead them successfully to rebel against the Romans. That's all he cares. 
years What's ago. interesting is that in an interview with Liam McIntyre, when he um, found out that he got the role and he was replacing Andy, he said, you know, because he doesn't have much acting experience, um, he said that this is a really interesting role for him to play because now he has to lead all of these leading actors in a role where he's the most are the least experienced out of all of them. And now he has to play the most experienced. Yeah, exactly. Do you, how old do you think he is? Do you know? Do I know how old, how old is he is. He's 29 years old. 29. Replacing a 39-year-old. Yeah. So he, his essence is a little bit younger, too, mm-hmm. less seasoned. Um, and what's crazy about uh, Liam is that he's only played a few roles, doesn't have very much acting experience, and used to be the setup person for red carpet events. Mm-hmm. So he had a regular 9 to 5 before he got this role. He was made, he was he's the person who rolls the red carpet out at the events that these actors come to. Oh my gosh, man, what a jump. And they presented the role to him when he auditioned for it and he was like jumping for joy. He's like I can't believe that I get to play this huge huge role and now I'm going to be walking the red carpet when I used to carry it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, uh, another little tidbit re- relating to age. How old do you think uh, Manu Bennett who plays Crixus is? I have no idea. Just looking okay, at him, how um, old do you think he is? Looking at him, I would say 35. Oh, man. He's 41. What? He is 41. Can you believe that guy? He looks like a 25-year-old. And he plays like practically all the gladiators. They're supposed to be around their mid Oh, my gosh. He looks 20s. amazing. It's, I mean, he looks like he's like 29, 30. Yeah. He, he has an amazing body. I was just doing some research, and he, he spoke to men's health. And he said the the reason is he just he doesn't work out a lot in the gym. He does a lot. Well, he doesn't lift a lot of weights. Oh, wow. Yeah. What he does is he does these certain exercises for abs a lot, like reverse crab walk, forward crab walk. He does. Uh, what like, does a crab walk look like? Oh, crab walk. <laughs> I, I can't show right now. I don't think I can. Pop up there and show us. Those of you who are listening, I hope you know what crab walk is. Anyway, they've had some. They've had some running. You're gonna jokes have to show so me after the show. Maybe I'll show you after the show. <laughs> but it's pretty much like you, you're. You're on your back, but you're lifting yourself up with your legs in your hands. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. You're like off the ground all, as much as you can be, and then you like walk forward or you walk backward, and it's like a core workout pretty much. So those nice. are the kind of things that Manu Bennett does. He also uh, he likes to uh, paddleboard, so he got, goes out there oh, on a that big. That is a workout. Yeah, I've done and, that before, and he does it. He does it as often as he can, like 1.2 miles. Each day he does it, which is pretty insane, man. So he does a lot of a variety of workouts, and he was really, really an athlete growing up. So he's he's worked on his body a lot. He used to get beat up when he was in like elementary or high school. Did you though. notice? Oh, really? That's so yeah. funny. Did you notice how much smaller they made him um, last season for um, Gods of the Arena? Like he started off smaller than he was originally in Blood and Sand. Yes, but I think they had to shrink him because he hadn't yet. Um, come to his own yet as the gladiator of the arena yet. Yeah, the champion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know about that. I don't remember him being so much oh, smaller. Oh, he was smaller. You know, I you dissect so? their bodies. Okay. Yeah, you probably pay <laughs> a little bit more attention. Oh, you know what? Speaking of smallness. Okay. So a little spiciness here for okay, you, spicy Marty. Okay. So um, they revealed... Okay. I, I was I was looking through some images online, right? So uh, they show Crixus in season one okay. in, in the Raw. Right, so they got Ooh. his his junk dangling yeah. there, and you remember? I'm sure you remember all <laughs> the seen, scenes. Yeah, I remember the junk. Okay, and uh, they they have it covered up on online. They have it covered up with a number one, and like you know, like symbol of a number one. Right, and then they have it right next to like a split screen, right next to season two, mm. where he's younger. You know, supposedly, right. right? The character's younger, and then number two has got bigger junk. It'll wash up, dirty bird. <laughs> it's like a lot longer. Which Are you is, serious? It's pretty amazing. So I'm wondering what he was thinking about when taking each one of those photos. Something different, obviously. I've been considering this for a while. I'm like, I don't know what they do out there on Spartacus. You know, like, I don't know what the post-production team does. But do you think they enhance things with some computer graphics? Um, I Definitely do, um, because this sh- the show is a lot of the show is digital. I mean, it, it looks like a lot of it is special effects, you know, when the blood is squirting, all of that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do, because they show a lot of nudity. And in order to achieve perfection and just for timing's sake, you know, when you book that role, yeah, you can work it as hard as you can. But someone's also going in there and airbrushing those six packs in there. I know that for a fact because they did it for 300. Yes. And so I'm sure they're doing that, enhancing some stuff because it's so much nudity 
going on. They have no choice. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they're, they're making the guys look longer. They're making the women's breasts look nicer. Oh, you think they're getting um, boob lifts and everything? No, they're just they're doing photoshopping stuff. boobs yeah. lift in there. They're doing it digitally. We don't know. You know, we're not That's there true. working in post-production with them. So, uh, hey, maybe we can call them and ask. Well, and, uh, you know what? They should. Oh, we, where'd the numbers go? Do you remember what the number is? Oh, uh, Phil, where's our number? Our number's not on here anymore. <laughs> It's 424-254-256-1729. You're explaining like crazy stuff to me. And then you can tweet us uh, at AfterBuzzTV on Twitter and then um, Spicy Mari. Mine is S-P-I-C-Y underscore M-A-R-I. Spicy underscore Mari. Follow me. And you can follow me at the T-H-E Sean Overman at the Sean Overman on Twitter. So we're going to take a commercial break really quick and come back with more Spartacus info. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? There's the, the applause from the arena right there. I love that sound because it really sounds like the Gladiator Arena. There we go. Um, so the the theme this season has been vengeance. Um, after, I was going to say after buzz. Spartacus <laughs> vengeance. I have after buzz on the brain. Um, and so vengeance is the punishment inflicted or retribution exacted for an injury or wrong. Mm-hmm. And Every single character on Spartacus, even from since the beginning, the inception of the show, has had some kind of vengeance to keep the storyline going for another character. And now it's even stronger, you know, obviously with Spartacus Vengeance, the name of this season. Season two, supposedly, but I feel it's like season three, kind of. Yeah. Because, you know, we, this is like really the third season in my mind. But they everybody considers it season two. I know. I, uh, why is that? Because they only did six episodes no, think, last yeah, season? Yeah, and it was kind of why. like a prequel? Exactly. I think it's because it was a prequel. And how many how many shows have done a prequel season? It's kind of weird. I've never heard of that. And that's why I didn't believe that it was possible to even achieve a good season season until i saw spartacus and that's when i I fell in love with season one but when i saw the prequel or what i consider season two uh it made me have so much more respect for the show because how do you have a show with um because they went from actually six hundred thousand viewers from season one to uh six million season two that's that's a huge jump that's like tenfold yeah that's like a a huge jump Mm -hmm. and so that's like crazy you know and i think it has to do with the great writers on this show so i'm hoping that they bring that back for Spartacus Vengeance. Right. So revisiting the theme of uh, Vengeance. So we got a lot of characters, you know, with Vengeance for somebody, for another character um, or overall, obviously Spartacus, you know, he's he's the headlining guy. We got him wanting Vengeance against Globber. Globber wants Vengeance against him because <laughs> he's tied to him because he, he like because of their whole thing in the beginning where he killed his wife and stuff and Spartacus is there still like carving Globber's name into the torsos of men he kills on the battlefield. Oh my gosh. And then what else we got? Anybody else who's got vengeance? Well, well we have, we, you know, we're going to see Lucretia and um, uh, Lithia duke it out. I'm sure at some point <laughs> one of them is going to duke it out. So they have vengeance for each other. Mm-hmm. There's just like a love-hate relationship. Um, and we have uh, Crixus who has, I, I think that he probably thinks that, um, that Lucretia is dead as well. And he so, did until he saw her in the square in Capua. So, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but so you just told everybody. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. We can't help it, y'all. We're talking about the show. So um, I think that now he's going to make sure that he kills her. Yeah. And and uh, who else we got? Um, we got, okay, Crixus with uh, Lucretia. Right. 
and then we did we did Lithia and Lucretia. Uh, oh, maybe Navia. Maybe Navia is going to be pissed off. Maybe she's going to have vengeance against uh, Lucretia for sending her away. Right. So definitely, because got- you remember before she left um, on season one, she, she cut her hair off. Like oh, she yeah. really abused. <laughs> they made her Nivea. unattractive. Yeah, I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, the show is very emotional. They know how to jerk you and kind of stick you, you know, jab you where it hurts. Yeah, and then we got uh, oh, um, Doctore. Oh, Doctore. Yes, I was just thinking about him. Are you psychic? Yeah. You just read my mind completely. Right here. Okay, so uh, Doctore, he has vengeance against who? I think everybody he he doesn't want to necessarily harm any of the rebels but i feel like he has nothing now so uh he's he's probably going to do something crazy in the next couple of episodes what do you think i i was surprised that he is allowing even this like rebellion to still go on and not take a leadership position in it because he is their leader i mean he has trained every single one of these gladiators and so for him to just you know he feels like he has no self-respect anymore because he turned against his um leader his dominus his dominus Mm -hmm. and so now he's left like wandering the streets for his life because there's a ransom for him and Spartacus's head and so I kind of feel sorry for him and want him to get back on top and start leaving them yeah and he has a little um he his last line when he was exiting from the sewers mm-hmm. um was was it something I'm gonna go where uh, no animal or an animal without honor goes and where's he gonna go we'll bring that up predictions in a minute very dramatic so anybody else <laughs> any anybody else have vengeance for somebody uh, oh Asher everybody hates Asher who is he coming after I would really love to know what he's coming back and what he's gonna do but yeah anyone the next person who sees him is gonna kill him yes I hope so okay and then uh, Gannicus Gannicus no vengeance on his part he's a free man he doesn't he doesn't give a you know he doesn't give a crap about anybody well, else I, I think, think he's gonna come back because they're gonna need him somebody's gonna it's, need him it's gonna be something about Spartacus um, and uh, Crixus need his help in order to lead because at that point they're gonna have like the top dog <laughs> champions running this you know glad gladiator military camp and so i think that when they in order to build their army and complete it they're going to need him yeah aside from vengeance uh, one of the other really quickly another uh, theme that's recurring here is that anybody who's noble or tries to be nice in any way or good seems to die and a lot of people that spartacus mm. befriends are dying you know or he tries to help out and do some kind of noble thing where he gets them out of play you know like off the chessboard pretty much which probably means that we're probably going to see mira die Maybe. Well, he is really close to her. Uh, he he does bring up his wife a lot. Though. Yeah. And how would you feel about that if if your your boyfriend or the guy that you're sharing a bed with every night, if Brings he always up. said mm-hmm. that, oh, you know, oh, my wife would have wanted this or it's because of my, you know, him that clobbered that my wife's dead. How would you feel? Like a second. Oh. And that is the worst feeling for a woman. Spicy tip, guys. Do not talk about exes unless she asks. <laughs> but um, it's, it's always going to make you feel as if you are playing second fiddle to the person that you know that they really care about. And it's it's emotionally damaging. It's very hurtful. And I know that she's asked him and she even addressed him before, you know, you're obviously still in love with her so she tries to be understanding because she loves Spartacus but at the same time we're going to see her get stronger I think as well and because she's still in a position of leadership and she's also going to be I think a little bit more like of an active warrior as well I think we're going to see her starting to fight yes and that brings us to predictions after buzz predictions and now your after buzz TV Ooh, we got the lights going. I never really noticed that before. <laughs> Woo-hoo. All right. It makes it kind of spooky. So, predictions. Do you have any off the top of your head? Spicy. So, okay. Off the top of my head, um, I think that Lucretia is going to get her memory back and once again become the evil being that she is because right now she's kind of innocent and she's playing this whole crazy thing. I don't really believe in my heart of hearts that she's crazy. I think that she was just waiting um, to be saved mm-hmm. and that um, that Lithia is going to have to, of course, r- remake over her house, um, get her back to supposed sanity. But in that, they're going to be building a relationship and she's going to wind up turning and making sure that Lithia is out the picture. Ooh, that's a good prediction. That's my I random. Like that. I know, but I really she's, feel like she's going to be she's going to dominate once again. I agree with you. Uh, who else we got? 
Uh, in the picture, we got. Oh, I just had have... a bigger prediction. Oh, go ahead. She's going to seduce Alithia's husband in order Ooh. to take over. Oh, that's because her man is gone. Uh, that is so classic. Her. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good think, one, Phil. I don't know. I think Globber is really. I don't think he likes Lucretia at all. I think he thinks of her as just I'm this sure older woman, he or he's does. disgusted by her. He thinks you know. He always thought that Batiatis and Lucretia were below him. So I don't know unless they get him drunk and so. Way. That's why seduction is going to have to come into okay. play. And she is queen of seduction. So I'm sure that she is going to have to do something to get him in her little web of deceit. And so that that way she can get Lithia out the picture. Okay, well, that's, those are some good things. And then she'll be restored back into her position of power. She'll have the money. She'll have her home back. Mm-hmm. She'll have everything that she originally had. Yeah, everything that she lost. But I do miss Batiatis. I do miss him. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. I'm, you know, there's. It's completely absent now. We don't hear his ramblings. We don't have that strong, strong antagonist that we had before. We got Globber there, but he's not as strong. Even though he's, it's, I think it's because he's too military. He's too tightly wound. Mm-hmm. He's not sly at all. He's just like symbolic. He's like he's like a dictator or yeah, pres- he's or a dictator. President, that's a great you know? way to describe and, him. And that's completely different than this guy who's who's like a, a proprietor of goods. In this case, in the gladiators, you know, in the gladiatorial arena, um, but. But, uh, well, one see. thing I don't feel like they're doing with um, with his role is giving us much of his personality. We're not getting really to see who he is, what makes him tick, um, anything. I don't want to say behind the scenes, but we're only seeing him deliver a few lines and then move on to the next responsibility. I want to learn more about him and see more of his relationship with Alithia. Yeah, and I want to hate him more. I don't hate yeah, him Yeah, me too. I agree. So, uh, other predictions. Okay, uh, so... In the next episode, we're gonna we have to see Asher. We got to see him organicus. I want them to show up right in the next episode or two. Um, they're gonna probably get Navia back. We're gonna get to see. That's what I was gonna say. I'm hoping that yes. we see Navia. Yes, they're gonna raid those camps. They're gonna find her somewhere. Now, and how do you think? What condition do you think that Navia is gonna be when we find her? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I would say I'm she's scared. probably she's probably not going to be as beat up as she was before. You know, it's been like six weeks or something like that over <laughs> supposedly, supposedly six, weeks. <laughs> six weeks that they've been the rebels. That's like a lifetime been, for me. <laughs> they've been terrorizing the countryside for six weeks. Yeah, so I'm nervous that Niv- that Nivia is going to be with child or something, or be um, someone else's mistress. I'm, I'm, I'm scared that she's going to be involved with somebody else or have been forced into something that she did that without her consent. Well, if that's happening, you know what's going to happen. Crixus is just going to behead. His mind. He's going to behead the guy. Yeah. And he's going to take her. But this show is a show that pushes the envelope. It's very controversial. So I think they're going to do something over the top. She's not just going to be waiting for him to be, you know, to rescue her, like, you know, the beautiful you know self that she is. I think it's going to be something that's crazy that we're going to find when we find her. Right. So, oh, it sounds like that is it's, the it's end. about time for us to get booted <laughs> out of here. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in for our After Buzz Spartacus Vengeance season. And there will be many more every Friday. Um, we got a sneak peek of the early episode that would be airing tonight at 10 o'clock. But we're hoping that, what, the, the, the upcoming weeks that we're able to see it online as well. We're not quite sure. That's, that's <laughs> right. And then you guys can check it out, stars.com right now. And uh, you, you probably can still watch the episode. I checked it earlier today. I was able to also. La- last night we could see it. So check it out, guys. Once again, follow us on AfterBuds TV and Spicy underscore Mahdi. And, and at the, the Sean, Sean Overman. Overman. Thanks, guys. Thank you. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 